This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for coming to Invest Talk and listening to the show. It is Friday, January 31st, last day of the month, first month of the year, 2020. So it has been pretty volatile. Of course, today was pretty volatile all by itself. So that was to be expected. We talked about that a month ago. I told you that 2020 is going to be much more volatile than 2019, and we've seen it already. And it's going to continue to be that way, by the way. Don't think it's going to stop. Volatility does not automatically mean down volatility. It's going to be down and up. But I think we're in for some down volatility for the time being. And I told you that too. We're going to have, we're due for a correction. It's coming in the next two, three months. So I said that in December. And that's going to come. So we'll see. Now I could always be wrong. And you know, I'm not just guessing. I'm, I'm, I'm using not only common sense, but history. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I can tell the market got overbought. It's easy to spot that, so you know it's going to correct. How much? I thought that this is the. I don't know how much. This is the the real dilemma. I, I think ten percent would be normal. Let's just put it that way. So I want you to expect it. <clears throat> the coronavirus fears is still in the news, and you can thank that for the current. This is what we call a black swan event. Something just out of left field that no one expected. So it's going to get, in China, it's going to get a lot worse. They're probably not reporting nearly all the cases they have. And also this weekend, we have the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday in Miami. And by the way, you'll like my trivia question I have for you for that. But let's stay focused on financial, on getting you to that financial freedom goal. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope, I hope you'll call me to this, this hour. I is live. We are live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5, and we're live right now. And it's the Best Talk radio program and podcast. And my company, KPF Financial, we, we sponsor this. I can help you become a better investor. KPP Financial, that's what we do. One way Justin and I do it is through this program. We also do it with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. When I say shared success, that means I practice what we call parallel investing. And that means I put my money alongside your money in every one of my programs. I buy the same thing, same time, same price. So my performance is the same, good or bad. It's the same. Just the same. And of course, we're dedicated to give you unbiased opinions and guidance. We don't, you know, no one buys us. We don't owe uh, anybody anything. We don't allegiance to nobody except our clients. Okay? So that's what we do. Um, we call, you know, uh, so when you invest, when I invest into my different programs, each one has a different risk profile. And, you know, when we talk about risks, I've mentioned it many times, and I talk, when I meet with people, like I meet people in New York and, and Dallas this, this last week, uh, I, you know, I talk about risk. I, I always try to determine how risky they want to be and then fit, you know, fit one of my programs, which I have five, one from very risky to very non-risky, into what I think fit, fits their risk tolerance. 
And that's how I that's how I do it. Try to meet their expectations as far as not being too fearful. Want to be comfortable with what you're doing. And you need to be comfortable with your investments. Need to be comfortable. Okay, we're live. I'm taking calls. Our number is 888-99-CHART, and I appreciate it if you would call. And it's official. I have reserved Thursday, by the way, Thursday, February 27th, for my next visit to San Jose. So I'm a busy guy, <laughs> you know. But San Jose, I've been up there many, many times. I usually up there once every five, six weeks. And I haven't been there in a couple months because I usually don't go there during the holiday season. But I will be there February 27th if you want to meet with me in San Jose. No cost, no obligation, personalized portfolio reviews, consultations. You know, I I really enjoy meeting people. I really enjoy people in New York and, and Dallas. It was really fun this last week. You get to meet all kinds of people. I mean, I meet. I met a chemist. I met a Air Force uh, airplane mechanic. Uh, you know, an Amazon executive. All these different people always have different stories. It's really interesting. It really is. That's why I like doing it. I mean, when I go up to San Jose, you know, we're talking Silicon Valley. So many, many, many people in, you know, the tech sector that I meet up there. All of it very interesting. So, I will be in San Jose again on the 27th if you want to meet. 27th. My main talking point today. 90% of Americans say money concerns impact their stress levels. Duh, of course. You know, I love it when they do their surveys and they're like, oh, look what we discovered. <laughs> I could have told you that. Money is the biggest stress stressor in everybody's life. Almost everybody. Money is very stressful. You ask any married couple what they argue about most, and they'll talk about money. Then it's kids. <laughs> but it's money is a big issue. So that's what we're going to talk about because of the survey. We'll go over that survey and talk about the specifics that they produced. You know, some of them, 40% of the survey respondents said they want to just start, start over, fresh financial start. They just want to start all over. Do you feel that way? I can help you with that. There's ways to get out of being stressed over your finances. There is. It is so simple. I talked about it yesterday a little bit. One of my talking points was, you know, two things you can do, you can do that will help help you save for your future. Two simple things. Drive an old car and buy a much smaller house than you think you want. That's it. Do those two things and your financial stress is shoot down. And I mentioned that yesterday. So we'll see what this survey says. What else are we going to talk about today? Okay, how about the, did you see the GDP fourth quarter? Did you see what the EU GDP was? Hmm. We'll talk about that. Brexit, it's happening. It's happening today. Is it a hard Brexit? Easy Brexit? What is it? And Super Bowl favorites. I'm talking about food. The favorite food for Super Bowl by states. Some states favor football more different foods than other states. Something a little bit lighter. So, because it's Super Bowl weekend, we gotta talk about it. Remember, my nephew's on the 49ers. I'm looking forward to it. He's not playing. He's on the bench, but you know, still he's on the team. And I'm, you know, I got a roof for the 49ers because of it. Sorry, got to. I'm not, I'm not sure they're gonna win though. <laughs> If I was to guess, I think they might not win. 
Because that quarterback, Kansas City, is really good. Anyways, that's the show. That's what I have planned today. But, of course, you drive it. You take it anywhere you want. But it's time for you to give me a call. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's go to Bill in Fremont. How you doing, Bill? I'm good. How are you, Steve? Good. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I really like your trivia questions. I've always enjoyed those. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I like those. Uh, the reason I'm calling is I, I don't know if you've seen Proposition 13. Uh, they're going to try to mm-hmm. sell some bonds to the public. If it passes, would you recommend buying bonds like that? Yes. Uh, if you are, you know, if you are a person who uh, wants to be less risk, more risk adverse. Brian, uh, Brian, state bonds is a really good way. It's, it's double tax-free, state tax-free, and federal government tax-free, and federal tax-free. So it's a good way to uh, have make some income without worrying about taxes and reduce your exposure to the stock market. I, I have a program yeah. that goes 100% bond ladder, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know for the past, I mean... I don't really care for them selling bonds, but who cares about that as long as I can buy some myself. It just seems like it's putting That's up right. more debt, but besides that, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, but it's good. It's pretty safe debt. That's the good thing about it. Thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We present this program with five new shows each weekday, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific Time. We're live, live, broadcast live. I hope you will tell your friends and family, please do so. I would love to boost our audience. Justin Klein and I do our very best to make it interesting and instructive for you. So, and now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. It's a fast-moving Invest Talk Friday. The weekend is here, Super Bowl 54 happens on Sunday, and the markets have shown some volatility. There's no need for you to worry because Steve Peasley is here hosting the program. And now the conversation is all about helping you achieve financial freedom. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We'd love to talk to you. It is Friday. Friday afternoon, last day of the week, last day of the month. So... Let's talk. Now, uh, since it is Friday, I usually make it a practice to give you some benchmark, key benchmark numbers. So here are a few. Kind of interesting this week. They changed a little bit. The 10-year Treasury yield is at 1.54%. If you remember right a week ago or so, it was about 1.8. So people are buying, moving from risky assets to safe assets, 10-year Treasury. And that's driven the yield down. So as the as you know, so up goes the price, down goes the yield. The two-year treasury is at 1.357, 1.35% versus 1.54. It was 1.8 before. So the 10-year has come down. The two-year hasn't moved up, not very much, but it's squeezing. We are very, very sensitive to the yield curve inversion, everybody. So the so-called yield curve inversion has been a strong sign and a strong indicator since 1950 that if there is an inversion where the 10-year pays less or the two-year pays more, you know, either way, when they flop, when the two-year pays more interest than the 10-year, 
then a recession is within the next 12 months or so. So that's why we pay close attention. And we're not the only one. The Federal Reserve does too. It pays close attention to this because that generally indicates a recession. And they know that. Has in the past. Gold was at 1,586 cents an ounce, kind of moving up at a pretty pretty good peak. Oil at a, moving down at $51 per barrel. $51. Pretty inexpensive. And travel has been reduced, so the demand for jet fuel is way down because, you know, Think about the coronavirus. So as oil falls, it all drags down the oil sector with it, right? And that reflecting in the market. So Exxon Mobil shares are at a nine-year low. Does anybody hear me say that and think opportunity? Maybe there's opportunity to buy an Exxon Mobil. What is Exxon Mobil's dividend yield? How about that? It's 5.6%. As the stock price goes down, yield of the dividends stay the same as far as dollar amount, so the percentage goes up based on the stock price. Hmm. I think I think in I think in terms of of you know of opportunity may be developing. I wouldn't do it just yet. I don't think I don't know if the the fear is deep enough yet. But I kind of like that idea. Kind of like it. Gasoline on average nationally is two dollars and forty-eight cents in California, three dollars and fifty-two cents. But if you live and drive in Iowa, gasoline is two dollars and twenty-eight cents per gallon. Low, the low. So that's what that is. So California wasn't that long ago; it was over four dollars. wasn't that long ago. Anyways, on the next investor, this report: only one generation is less prepared for retirement than they were two years ago. What can a financial strap generation Xer do today to get on track? That's the story of Monday. But for now, I'm C. Peasley, and I'm taking your calls and questions at 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. On the next Investcode, everybody, I want you to pay attention because we're going to talk about something pretty interesting, I think. And I, I, think, I, think, I think we need to talk about retirement some some generations out there you got of course the baby boomer generation which I'm a member of but some of them not saving enough not going to be that it's a problem anyways let's go ahead and take call Jamie in Palo Alto call how you doing Jamie hey Steve I'm doing well thanks for taking my call appreciate it I do want to talk about uh, CVX uh, I got in at hundred eleven dollars uh, today went up, uh, went down to 107. Uh, I'm in my uh, mid 30s. Uh, do you think it's a good opportunity to get in and buy some more? And if it goes down, kind of follow what you usually mention, buy a little more. Oh, I, I think so. I think both. Uh, you know the. Exxon, Chevron, the, you know they're getting hit because of the coronavirus and the travel uh, travel ban in China and restrictions around the world. But this is going to be a temporary thing. I don't know how temporary. I don't know how deep. 
but it's certainly going to be temporary. And these oil companies are paying really good dividends. So Chevron now is uh, 4.8% at this level. It's at 107, and not too long ago, it was 121, 122. And about 122, right. 123 is its highest. That's where it goes. And and so it's going down. I think you just got to wait a little bit longer, Jamie, before you step in and buy some more. Okay. Let's wait till it kind of turns sideways a bit. And then okay. then pick it up. I think buying a little more won't hurt. You just got to be patient. It will recover. It will. Thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. So the coronavirus is the issue, right? It's, and it's very fluid. This situation is fluid. We don't know how many people in China are affected. As a matter of fact, most likely there's a big underreporting of those people infected in China because their healthcare system is not as robust as ours here and in other Western, Western countries. Okay, so it's going to affect various sectors of the market. It's going to affect the market. I think we're going to. It's going to be the thing that might give us our correction that we all expect. At least I expect it. I'm sure you do. As a listener here, you know I was, so you should be expecting it too. So here's a quick update. The U.S. Department has now issued 11-4 travel warning. That's its highest level, by the way, and they do not want you to travel to China. There's been almost 10,000 cases of the coronavirus reported in China, but U.S. experts believe that it's probably un- underreported, as I said. They don't know how many, but there's probably the new numbers are probably much larger. And it's been 20 countries so far. During an average flu season, the United States are approximately it, it hits about the flu hits about four tenths of percent of the United States and the, and the uh, people in the United States that die. Okay, so if you get the flu, four-tenths of the infected people die. In China, it is believed that the coronavirus has taken the lives of closer to 2% of the victims. Now, some of that is because of the healthcare system, and, you know, they're not getting care quick enough. I mean, but so it is a big number. So the real GDP in China, because they banned movements inside the country, real GDP in China, which is now about 6%, may go down as low as 4 It's definitely going to at least lose 1% of the GDP at the very least. And, of course, that has global ramifications for around the world, including us here. We'll have a ripple effect. Will we'll, we'll it affect us a little bit? Goldman Sachs has it saying that it might affect our economy uh, by 1.4%. In other words, our GDP might fall 1.4% because that, that seems a little high, but it's still too early to tell. It really is. I don't think it is bad. It's going to be very bad here in the United States. I don't. But China, I think it could be bad. I mean, we've only had five cases. Five? five. We have thousands upon thousands of cases of flu. And it's just as bad, almost, it can be just as deadly, can be. So, it's a pretty serious and difficult situation. That's all we can really say about this. And I think our healthcare f- system is dealing with it pretty pretty well so far. Pretty well. Okay? So, think about that. Okay, uh, how about some economic numbers? Consumer Senate numbers were released this morning in university by the University of Michigan. It came in at 99.8 for January. That's pretty strong. That's very strong, actually. In 2020, the consumer continues to spend, and future spending always continues to grow because we're fully employed. 
We have full employment. We have 7 million unfilled jobs and only about 6 million unemployed people to fill them. So we're in really good shape still. The GDP number was 2.1% in the fourth quarter here in the United States. The third quarter GDP, 2.1%. Pretty strong. Pretty strong, everybody. Okay. Before the break, we have, of course, it's Super Bowl 54. We have a trivia question concerning the Super Bowl and is of two parts. What is the average NFL team worth? And how and why did the American football get its shape? How did it come to being? Okay, how much is the NFL team worth? And how did the American football system, professional system, come to be? I'll have the answer after the break. But now we're taking your market financial questions live at 888-99-CHART. Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations. Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical, and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. This is Invest Talk. We're in a new year and the markets have already shown some volatility, but you can remain calm. Steve Peasley is here, ready to answer your questions and provide his unbiased investing guidance. The phone lines are open, so call now. 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Okay, I asked a trivia question before the break, and this is what it was. What is the average NFL team worth, and how and why did the American football get its shape? I'm talking about the football itself, not the leagues, not the, the how they developed. I'm talking about how did the football get its shape? That, you know, you know what the football looks like. Here's the answer. The average NFL team is worth... About $1.5 billion. That's according to Forbes. $1.5 billion. Which team is the most valuable? The Dallas Cowboys. They're worth estimated $5.5 billion. With a B. They can't, the Cowboys' annual operating revenue is $950 million, and their net revenue is $420 million. Isn't that a nice paycheck for their owners? And the value of the team increased about 10% in one year. Now, about the shape of the modern football, there's some mystery about this. If if the sport evolved from soccer and rugby, just how and when did the football gain its distinctive shape? Technically known as a prolate spheroid. A prolate spheroid. I guess that's how you say that. Well, it turns out that football was never truly designed. 
it just kind of formed, sort of just happened. According to one story, a man was witnessing a game between Princeton and Rutgers in 1869, a game which is largely considered to be the first intercollegiate game. The football was supposed to be round. But back in the day, design and manufacturing problems caused the football to lose air. The game had to be stopped periodically to reinflate the ball, which gradually took on the spheroid shape. Over time, players noticed that this, the form, this particular form, was a better way, better was better for many reasons because you could throw it. So the football that bounces radically all around the field and can fly through the air in a perfect spiral is not the product of some high design. Rather, it was just a leaky sphere some lazy inflators made. So it's kind of an interesting story. Okay, how about a bonus fact? How much do you think the San Francisco 49ers are worth? San Francisco 49ers. Forbes says they're worth $3.5 billion. The 49ers' net revenue is reported to be $93 million a year. Nice little paycheck, huh? That's my trivia for today. Let's go to Bob in Sacramento. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. So um, I was looking at rig, and it seems like it's really, really cheap right now. And I know before every recession, oil always goes up, oil and gas. And I was wondering, what do you think your estimates are if that one's going to go back to you know, a, a pretty fair amount? I I don't to be honest. I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. I don't like it. Why? I do think that uh, I'll tell you this. I do think it's getting close to close to its bottom. Okay, it is. It's at four dollars and fifty six cents a share today, and about four I don't know four forty or so is its low. The reason why I don't like it, this is Transocean R I G provides offshore contract drilling for oil and gas wells worldwide. And the reason I don't like it is because. Earnings have been negative since 2017, every year. They're not making any money. Sales have been falling. You know, so I'm saying, well, yeah, it could turn around. It can turn around when people want to search for more oil. So when would that happen? When the world economy starts to recover, Bob, that's when this stock will recover. When the world economy. This stock was as high as $59 a share in 2012, 2013. I mean, that's, and today here is at $4.56. So it's probably not going to go much lower. The lowest it's been in 2018 was $6. And that's the lowest it's been in 10 years in 2018. So now it's at $4.56. So just based on that, you say, man, this is really low price. And yeah, you're right. But it kind of deserves it because it's just not making any money. It hasn't made any money in four or five years now. Four years. One, two, three, four. Four years now. So that's why. That's not. Uh, and you know, the reason why I'm not keen, if there was a, if we were in a whole different mindset as far as, you know, oil and gas and burning fossil fuels, the mindset these days are clean energy. So we have way more oil than we probably need. So why do we need to drill for more oil? And, these, and Rig is an offshore driller contractor. So I don't. I just don't like the whole atmosphere, Bob. I think it's. I think you can do better somewhere else. I hope I didn't disappoint you too much. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning. I was up late last night uh, in the office early this morning, mostly because I couldn't sleep very well. But that's okay to produce the, the newsletter. 
And of course, you know, there's four major sections. The market conditions section is the main one. And I talked about a number of economic reports were released this week. We had also strong earnings reports out this week for the big companies, big tech. The coronavirus uh, dominated the news, talked about that. And, you know, big tech earnings, Apple, Google, Amazon were really strong. But, of course, you know, every quarter when earnings season starts, they always beat their estimates. Because Wall Street downgrades those their expected expected earnings just before the earnings season starts to make sure that most companies beat their estimate. It's a game they play. Be very aware of that. You you don't you, it's it's okay if they play it as long as you know that it is a game they're playing. So that's what I would talk about. We're entering a time of uncertainty for the stock market, I said. Healthy earnings, and that was before the opening. Remember, I did this before the opening this morning. I didn't know it was going to be down so much. What, down 603 points today for the Dow? 148 points for the NASDAQ? 58 points for the S&P? I didn't know that. But I did say I did say that we are, we are entering a very time of uncertainty for the stock market. And healthy earnings are helping greatly in maintaining the market, but volatility, as we had expected, coming into the new year is very high. That they've had super volatility. And, you know, matters are complicated. It's been complicated by the fears of this coronavirus. In the portfolio management section, one of the most critical and least studied components of the good, of a good investment strategy is the necessity for evaluating and understanding economic trajectory. The most important economic signs to follow are leading economic indicators. And I talked about some of the economic indicators, the state of level uh, housing permits, initial unemployment insurance claims, uh, unemployment rate. So, I'm, you know, I tried to put some, some information there that you could use. I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to, I, I like it to be a teaching tool. And I also give a couple stock ideas. Now, one of the easiest ways to make a profitable trade that's to buy a short-term negative event. So, like we just talked about one, oil, oil, Exxon, Chevron, Chevron, Chevron stock. What's pushing it down? This coronavirus It's down, you know, getting pushed hard downward. Is that a short-term negative event? Yes. One of the ways you make money is take advantage of that, long as it's short-term. Okay, but of course we don't know how deep it's going to drive the stock downward. But we know it's it's a short-term event. The coronavirus will pass at some point. Consumer Watch. I very very seldom recommend a website, but I get I, I, I specifically picked a particular website that I think is very very good for you and me to watch and to use. Okay, and that's Bankrate.com. Bankrate.com. So that was what I talked about in the Consumer Watch. How to click through, what they have. It's very simple to use. You know, it's it's just a really good website. And, you know, and, and it's useful. Very useful for you, me, and everybody else. Okay, so that was a newsletter today. Now, if you want, you can get more information if you want. You can you can uh, subscribe to it at investtalk.com. So, please, if you I have interest, Please check it out. Now, if we move fast enough, I think we can fit another caller question. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is Caspian calling from the Bay Area. 
I just started listening to Invest Talk a couple of weeks ago and have really enjoyed what I've been learning. Just wondering, it seems like a lot of people call in and ask you to look up stocks on the fly and get your opinion on it. Just wondering, is there a particular search engine that you guys use to find the information about a specific stock so quickly? Like, are you just Googling it or looking it up via a particular search engine? Would love to know because it seems like you always have the necessary technical ratios for each stock pretty readily accessible. So wanted to know how I could be uh, looking into doing that myself. So thanks so much. Bye-bye. That's a good question. And everybody could do the same thing I'm doing. There's no, there's no secrets here. I'm using software. I'm using some particular pieces of software. Uh, we do, we use YCharts a lot, YCharts.com. And we use Market Smith, Market Smith. Okay, uh, so you can get, go to marcusmith.com. Those, uh, they have information just pops up. YCharts, we love it because you can develop your own screens to pick up the information the way you like to see it. Uh, Marcus Smith d- does it for you. You don't get much of a choice. It's whatever how they present it. So I know Justin uses white charts more than I do. I use Marcus Smith more than he does. It's as simple as that. You have to pay for this. This costs money. Um, and it's, you know, I, I don't think it's super expensive, but you know, it, it, by the time you're done with all the software and data I buy, you know, I'm talking a few five thousand dollars a month or so. But uh, Marcus Smith is not that expensive—100 bucks, 150 bucks a month, something like that. So, but you as an individual may, may be too too costly for you. May be too costly. If you want a good website for searching and finding stocks. I've mentioned this before, finviz.com, fin, F-I-N, viz, V-I-Z.com. I like that. Their search engine is pretty robust and pretty pretty good for free, for free. So, anyways, main talking point today, main talking point today 90% of Americans say money concerns impact their stress levels. Of course, I'm, I'm surprised it's not 100%. I mean, you want to state the obvious? Yeah. Money concerns does affect everybody. It affects you, me, everybody. Okay, but some of the key findings of the survey, you know, you know how that is. They go around and ask everybody else about what's going on and how they feel. 90% of the individuals say that money has an impact on their stress level. Of course. 65% report feeling that their financial difficulties are piling up so much that they can't overcome. 65%, roughly 40% report they are currently taking no notable steps to secure their financial future. Oh, man. Over 40% wish that they could start over fresh. Look, you don't need to start over. You just need to get on top of it. And you know, it's not hard. Spend less than you earn. Save the rest. Spend less than you earn. So you're going to say, well, I can't do that. My mortgage is this. My rent's this. My car payment's this. Why do you have a car payment? Wrong answer. You don't need a car payment. Go buy a cheaper car. That's as simple as that. Buy a used car. Buy a 10-year-old car. If you are, Why do you have the stress of car payment? I've never had a car payment since my first one when I was 19. That was the first car payment and the only car payment I've ever had. Why? Why go through it? House payment. 
why you, if you if you pay too much in rent or mortgage, you have too much of a house or too big of an apartment, or you live in too expensive an area. Reduce that cost. That will take a lot of pressure off right there. Right there. Those two things. Anyways, less than 25% of people feel, me stream, feel extremely optimistic about their financial future. Nearly 25% make purchases they later regret. Hmm. Don't spend the money. Yeah, I don't understand why you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to have the latest fashion. I hate to tell you this. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't, but I buy my most of my clothes from Costco. I, I just I have no I have no desire to to be you know a fashion plate. I, and of course, if you ever looked at me, you know why. But but you know I just don't have that need. Do I have nice clothes? Of course, I got nice clothes. But I don't go out and spend it, you know, all the time buying nice clothes. I have a good set of clothes. I have, you know, a good couple suits. That's all I need. Now, it's just a matter of spending less. That's all. Living more simply. And it takes off a lot of financial pressure if you do that. It really does. Okay. Okay, let's squeeze in another caller. Uh, let's grab one at 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin and Steve. I uh, love the show from uh, Michigan. Wanted to get in the uh, energy sector a little bit more. and was looking at NEE, N-E-E, Next Era Energy, as a potential buy. Just wondering what you guys thought of that stock. Thank you. Okay, let's take a quick look at it. NEE, N-E, is Next Terra Energy, Inc. It's out of uh, Juneau Beach, Florida. Engaged in the uh, generation, transmission, distribution, sale of electricity to 10 million customers. Now, I kind of like I kind of like the uh, utility sector at this point. Why? Well, because the economy is cooking on all engines, you know, and people need utility. They don't, you, you know, you have to have it. And I bought utility last year, and I was talking about utilities last year because we were in a late economic cycle, and by the time you need to buy some utilities. And, of course, now you're looking at this stock. It's a $268. A year ago, it's 170 So it's now really close to its 52-week high. You notice it's held up very well with this volatility. Down at 0.64 percent. Only at, since it's kind of expensive, it's it's kind of expensive. That's what the only problem. You're buying it now after the run, so I'd wait for a pretty good pullback. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. That's our goal, and our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99 chart. Invest Talk, only one generation is less prepared for retirement today than they were two years ago. So what can this financially strapped generation do to get on track? That story Monday. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Ritash in San Jose. How you doing, Ritash? Hey, Steve. Doing good. Thanks for taking my call. I uh, was wondering if you had any, like, picks in the biotech sector, uh, like one of the bigger ones uh, for a longer-term hold, between uh, Bristol-Myers, Lilly, uh, Pfizer, ANZ, maybe Gilead. 
Well, I like several of those. You mentioned Pfizer. I think Pfizer's a good one. I like Amgen. You mentioned Amgen. I like that. I cannot just uh, give you a list, Retash. The SEC requires that I not just give lists of of stocks on the air to people what to buy, what to sell. They have a rule that you're supposed to know your your customer, and I can't do that. But I do like Amgen a lot, and I do like Pfizer, the ones you mentioned. I like both those stocks. But, you know, Pfizer is not a biotech. Amgen is. Okay? Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Let's go to Susan in the Bay Area. How you doing, Susan? Yeah. Um, I'm interested in getting to Target. I'm, I want to know, is it too late to the game or is it still a good opportunity? Okay. Target. Target stores. I like Target stores. Operates 1,844 Target, Super Target, and City Target stores in the U.S. offering general merchandise. I like it because they seem to have a a solution for Amazon because that's going to be every retailer's nightmare, Amazon. How do I combat Amazon? And Target and a couple others, I think they have a solution. Um, and t- Target peaked at about close to $130 a share. Today's it's 110 So it's coming down, and I think you just need to let it come down a little bit further. If it gets close to about $100 a share, I think that's a great, po- good price, a very good price. A great price would be right around $88, $87, $88 a share. It, I'm looking at a chart. That's how I'm coming up with these numbers. I'm not picking them out of the air. Uh, $100 a share seems to be big support. That's where the stock has gone before and bounced up. And then it's done the same thing at the $88 area. They make money. They continue to make money. Uh, their their PE is um, kind of at the, the higher part point of the midpoint, but it's coming down as the stocks come down. It's $110. As I said, it was $120, $29, $130 a point, one point about a month or so ago. So let it come back down. It's coming back down, and it might give you a good buy entry point. Thanks, Susan. I appreciate the car. TGT is Target Corporation. Okay, Super Bowl weekend, everybody. Super Bowl favorite foods by state. There was a survey in Google search. People searching for favorite foods and what they want. And the conclusion was California, we like buffalo chicken wings with dip. That's what we like. Missouri, where the Kansas City Chiefs are from, potato skins. Now, I happen to like potato skins better than buffalo wings myself, but that's what they want in Missouri. The most Google search for Super Bowl snack is cocktail wieners. Okay, I'm just telling you, I don't care for that. But that's the most search, Google search. For Super Bowl food, cocktail wieners. Americans will spend $69 on Super Bowl foods, Super Bowl food snacks on average. $69. If you're hosting a Super Bowl party for on snacks, you spend $174. That's the stats. So, Super Bowl. Now, are you rooting for the 49ers or Kansas City? I think Kansas City is favored by a couple of points. But I need to root for the 49ers because, you know, as I, you, I mentioned, I do have a nephew, and his name is Dante Pettis. I'm not shy about mentioning it, uh, on the 49ers, wide receiver. And I wish him the best. Um, he's a really good kid. I couldn't say kid because, you know, he's like 21, 22 now. 22? 
I guess I shouldn't say kid anymore. But see, I remember when he was six, running around in my house. He lived with me for a number of months, him, him and his family. So that's what I remember. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was doing this radio show one day, and he decided it was fun, going to be fun to play football in the hallway above me upstairs. Running up and down, throwing the ball, making all kinds of noise, and making lots of noise over the air. It was not good. I had to yell at him. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program. Justin Klein will be here Monday. And, of course, I will return Tuesday. I will return Tuesday. Remember, we invite you to access our free library of con- condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or even on Vestalk.com. Everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy, your ga- enjoy the game. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 